What's up, guys? Rick from DFS On Demand here with your one-and-done preview for this week's Arnold Palmer Invitational. Again, this is the one-and-done preview, so we'll be talking strategy for one-and-done pools. If you're looking for the full DraftKings, uh, go by, you know, player-by-player, price-by-price breakdown, I will link that right here. And you can go ahead over and check out that video that was released earlier in the week. So this is the one-and-done. Let's jump into it. All right, Arnold Palmer Invitational one and done. This is the one and done tool on DFSOnDemand.com. We've got a big time field this week with it being an invitational. So let's take a look at this event here. And what you're looking at right now is the expected value of each one of these golfers. Uh, So going back almost three years or over three years of what their uh, you know average returns are, factoring in you know course history and all that good stuff. Here's what you would expect if this tournament was played a thousand times. How much you would expect each player to return? So Rory, of course, no surprise, the number one player in the field, averaging about three hundred and sixty-four thousand dollars. So that's the way to read this. Um, if we look at the tournament itself, it is the eleventh. Largest pool out of 36. So this is a higher end pool. It's in the top third. So it'll still be behind the majors, the WGCs, and will be in line with the other invitationals. Talking about $9.3 million here. And uh, if you look at last year's ownership, I think it actually might be fairly mimicked for this year. So Bryson DeChambeau was the highest owned golfer last year with 504 selections. Coming off of, you know, back-to-back two, uh, back-to-back top five finishes, he's probably going to be popular again this year. Uh, Roy McIlroy next, 445 selections. Uh, probably a decent spot to deploy him again this year. Then you get to Justin Rose and Brooks Kepka in third and fourth. Those two will probably drop. Not a lot of faith in Rose and Brooks Kepka at the moment, and they will be replaced by the guys right behind them, Leishman, um, even Tommy Fleetwood. Fleetwood's kind of more interesting, but I think Leishman moves up on this list. I think Tommy moves up by default. I think Francesco Molinari, who was a top 10 pick last year, drops down, uh, obviously because of the struggles that he's that he's had. And then you see the guys below, Hideki. Patrick Reed, they will move up into those spots. So let's talk about some of these guys in a bit more detail. And actually, before we do that, let's see what the winner had last year. So this is the 2019 winner's path, meaning um, it shows where all the picks were for each event last year. And then I've highlighted uh, who the eventual winner had. So the eventual winner had Lucas Glover in this event. He was one of 46 Users who picked Lucas Glover, Lucas Glover got two hundred and nine thousand uh, dollars. Not necessarily great, but you know, almost as much as Rory. Rory got two ninety four, and then more than all of these super chalky picks, more than the five hundred people who picked Bryson, the three hundred who picked J- Justin Rose, the two hundred who picked uh, Brooks Kepka and Mark Leishman. So all in all, that is how you just continually move up from week to week. Let's start with Rory. Here's who we've got. I think Rory is deployable uh, in almost every single format. You can see from last year, this was the second most popular place to play him. 495 picked him at the Masters, and then 444 at the Arnold Palmer, and then 332 at the Open Championship. Those were the only three times that he was over 300. Now, he was picked uh, quite a bit at the WGC Mexico. So last year, 
he was chosen 238 times in Mexico. This year, he was chosen 401 times. So trending upwards, uh, nearly 600 of you have already used Rory. So uh, I suspect that number is going to increase significantly this week. And I have nothing bad to say about Rory. Um, next up, I actually think, let's look at Tommy Fleetwood for a second. Because I think Fleetwood offers a, kind of an interesting case to be made around here. Um Let's go look at where he was used last year. So used quite a bit at the players, which would be next week. Uh, used quite a bit at Mexico, WGC Mexico, Arnold Palmer. And then he was he was most used 308 times at the Northern Trust. So to me, this is a lot about a, a perception versus reality. And I think I mentioned this on the DFS show. Uh, Rory, fin- or, wow, Rory, Fleetwood finished third last week. Uh, that is all in all a very good outing. The fact that he, you know, is sitting in the fairway on 18, a par 5 that he needs to make birdie to get into a playoff uh, and hits one in the water and ends up finishing third makes it appear that that was a a failure of a week when really, you know, he was in it in the fairway on 18. You know, he had hit all but, uh, you know, one shot or two shots uh, from him being in a playoff and potentially winning that thing. So with that being said, he is still just of a, just as good of a play this week as he is as he was last week and as he will be next week. And a lot of you will opt to not play him. Uh, a lot of you will opt to not play him because you've already used him. O- over 600 of you have already used him, which leaves, I don't know, 2,400 of you with Tommy Fleetwood available. And in a star-packed field like this with an opportunity to go to Hideki, an opportunity to go to Bryson, or anybody else, uh, I think Tommy Fleetwood gets a little overlooked. So I would consider, um, and I am considering, playing Tommy this week. Uh, if I have not used him already, uh, continues to play well, and I think will be a bit overlooked. Uh, next up, let's see who else is on this list here that we can go through. Let's look at the two guys with the best course history. Uh, or some of the best course history. So we'll look at Justin Rose, who was very popular last year, but has not been playing all that well this year. And uh, kind of a similar story. When you get these studs, they, they get deployed in certain areas. So it seems that when you have a stud, uh, you can play him at the Masters, like 481 of you did for Justin Rose last year. You play him at the Arnold Palmer Invitational, which 292 of you did last year. Or if he's a European, you play him... Uh, at the Open Championship, which 243 of you did. So really, if you wanted to be just a bit contrarian, um, it would be pretty easy to do so by just playing an American at the Open Championship. Like, play the American stud. So if you've got it narrowed down to, you know, Brooks, DJ, Rory, and, I don't know, JT for your majors, play JT or Brooks or DJ at the Open Championship. You don't play Rory at the Open Championship, right? That's you can you're still getting a top-tier stud and you just play the guy that for whatever reason because it's the Open Championship, uh apparently everyone tends to play these European guys. So I I think that this is actually, let's see for Justin Rose, the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Um I have him earning on average here in the expected value department about a quarter of a million dollars here. Uh, there are quite a few tournaments that he would be better deployed at, quite frankly. So I think you can wait 
on Justin Rose to see see better signs of life. You could always play him at the, you know, presumably the PGA Championship. I mean, you could play him back at the Open Championship again, play him in a playoff event where you assume he's going to be. I think you can kind of hang tight. And also, he's an RBC guy, right? So he ends up playing like the, um, wherever he goes for like the sponsored stuff. I feel like you could always play him uh, there as well. So uh, I, I probably would hang tight on, on Justin Rose this week, wait to see a little bit more. And then let's see if we can get Stenson in here because he has not played uh, anything PGA since the the Hero World Challenge. So every single person has him available. Uh, you can see where he gets deployed. 348 times at the RBC Canadian Open, 267 at the Byron Nelson, 168 at Valspar. Uh, Henrik Stenson, actually, I don't think he got used by everybody last year, which kind of makes sense because outside of four events he was those the only four times was he used over uh 100 times in a week so i'm gonna assume this doesn't add up to everyone using henrik stenson if you wanted to probably be on the uh i don't want to say contrarian side because i think i think stenson is generally pretty popular in in fantasy formats but if you wanted to be on the side of like, hey, only a hundred people or less might pick Stenson this week, and he's got you know a million top tens here in his career, and he's never won. This might be a pretty good spot to use it and save some of those top tier studs for later, depending on kind of where you would rank and where your your current standing is. Oh, let's look at Bryson because I bet you Bryson is probably the most used guy this week. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it's Bryson. Coming coming in off the two back-to-back top fives, um, this was the, the most popular place he was last year. Some of the other popular options are no longer viable options for this year, and he's only been used uh, about 220 or 230 times, which means everyone has him available. So I imagine Bryson is the the pick du jour, the you know the pick of the day uh, as we go through this. Uh, process and and I think it's for good reason. Now, if you don't play him here, uh, he was played quite a bit last year at the 3M, 397 Travelers. But really, I mean, you know, he was picked 150 times at one, two, three, four, five ish, five ish events, and then more often than that. So so Bryson kind of gets deployed a lot every single week. But I imagine he is going to be over. Uh, 504 this week uh, for good reason, and he's going to be the the absolute mega chalk at the top of the board. So I think that about uh, about covers it. I think Bryson, uh, for good reason, is probably super chalky. We will probably get a lot of Rory being used. I think that Tommy is probably a pretty good pivot uh, to be on the lower own side, as well as guys like Rose and Stenson. They'll probably come in a little bit lower. Who else? Oh, Hideki. Um, you know, Hideki's great, but Hideki has natural spots. Let's just pull up Hideki really quickly because I bet you he's been used a lot already because we're already through waste management. Yeah, so Hideki, 447 picks at waste man or at, at farmers, excuse me, 531 at waste management, another 181 at the WGC Mexico. So we're talking almost like uh, 1,200 times. Hideki has been used and he has a very natural fit into some of these tournaments. This is not as a natural of fit. So because so many have used him already, 
And because this isn't like a place he's had super great course history at, he feels like another under-owned option if you wanted to pivot off of some of these top guys. Um, I don't even know if we should. I mean, the, the Brooks stuff and the Ricky stuff, you know, I, it's, it's more of a wait-and-see approach for me there. But uh, a lot of really good options, a lot of really good pivots off of those options. Um, I will settle on uh, one of these guys as we as we move forward here for the rest of the week. Uh, so let me know who you're playing. You can tweet me. It's at Rick Run Good or leave a comment below. Talk to you soon and best of luck.